Hello and welcome to Web3 Delight Podcast. My name is Tesha Teshanovic and I will be your host today. Web3 is not about technology. This is a social movement towards transparency, consensus, inclusiveness, ownership and openness. To that end, we'll explore different elements of Web3 with our guests and learn from their journeys. In the Web3, there is a lot of people from the technical background, but there is overall lack of knowledge about the development of the business capabilities. What are the advices for the Web3 startups? How to scale up your startup? I think that is a very, very good question. Uh, You basically have to go back to any company, regardless of blockchain or Web3. Growth marketing is a pain. Yeah, that goes for literally any company out there. Um, I always recommend people who are entering the Web3 world as a company to think, how would you do growth marketing in a Web2 world? Yes. And there's a big difference because Web2, we all know, Web3, people are still a little bit uh, scary. And that all has to do with crypto for that matter we hear too much about scams frauds you name it and there's also of course a lot of uh, missing clarity on how to do things properly now if you are as an example a company who's entering the web3 worlds there for sure is a comparison to be made with a web2 uh, world uh, give you an example, uh, a company I'm involved with um, is Web2, but also Web3. So from a Web2 perspective, there's a lot of music distribution. The easiest way to scale the Web3 site is to literally take all that music distribution, the content of that, move it to the Web3 world and mint it on behalf of the artist. Yeah, and that is a great way of doing growth, growth marketing. So what I'm trying to say, find yourself a comparison with a Web2 based company, uh, which does something similar, and then try to make it as easy as you can for the potential users, because waiting for users to knock on your door and to be part of your platform, that can be a very, very long wait. Yeah, so you have to be creative here. So... Uh... In the end, you need a good uh, organizational structure and uh, agile ways of doing business in order to scale up a startup. Yes, I agree to that. And and, and, uh, if if you think about it, um, I mean, I see a lot of uh, Web3 initiatives. And I said most people are struggling finding users. But you have to understand what is a user. And if a user is not ready for Web3, as said, you can wait for a long time. So you have to get your things in order. You have to uh, expose yourself to the world as a trustworthy company company, um, and, and make it clear that Web3 is, for that matter, just a technology foundation. Yeah, There's nothing special about it. It is about the application itself, which shoots make people happy using it that's what it is about and there's too much hammering on web3 or blockchain these are just vehicles yeah that's what i always say Uh, don't sell uh, the chassis of a car sell the overall appearance of the car and the usage of the car 
When creating a web tree startup, there is something very specific about the organizational culture of the startup, you know, because uh, the whole culture is very agile. The ideas are getting adopted fast. Very fast, I would say. And this is also one of the things if you are, uh, well, let's, let's take blockchain as such. It has been around for a little while. However, now you start seeing the applications coming to market. Um, what people also recognize, especially startup founders, is that it's not per se easy to get a lot of funding. So you have to be agile, you have to be fast, and you have to have a solid team. Uh, a solid team is, is, is the key uh, to bring a product to market, whether Web 2, Web 3. Um, and, and you have to be open because, I mean, as an example, if you uh, have gone to any of the conferences lately, uh, there's a hundred of fintech companies who all want to become the new PayPal in the Web3 world. So how can you stand apart from all these other companies? Uh, then you literally have to go back to what I just said, think about the growth marketing, but also make sure that your team is up to the task. Yeah, and there's a lot of uh, fluency here. Uh, I see people move back and forth. I see teams with one developer. Uh, it's not that easy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, in the early stages of Web3, you know, in 2017, it was enough to have a project in order to build a successful initial coin offering. But now there is more required especially on the side of the team. People are actually doing their own research, looking at who is behind the project. Yes. Uh, what is the importance of the team, of the leaders within the team for the gathering of the uh, funding for the w uh, Web3 business? Well, I would say it's all about credibility. And as you said, uh, 2017, 18, there was an enormous amount of uh, ICOs. Um, if you look at the number of tokens in the market, I dare to say there's about 16,000 uh, different tokens in the market. But then again, if you look at the top 100, uh, maybe only half has a valid uh, project behind it. And uh, this also contributes uh, to either the success or the lack of success of companies in the Web3 space. Um if people are scared because there's no project behind uh, any offering, they will back out. They will stay away from it. So nowadays, a nice uh, paper won't do the job anymore. You have to become less anonymous. Yeah, You have to expose yourself. You have to show who your leadership is. You can expose your team. It is very important. And I believe the time of ICOs is over. What you do see is a lot of private sales uh, of coins. Whether that is the solution, I, I doubt it. I think that if you have a product, if you are a company, why not step out of the anonymity and become just like any other company out there? Yeah, that the, There's no need for, for uh, mystifying it even more. Yeah, that, that will all contribute to trust. Now a lot of the Web2 businesses are entering the Web3 field. Uh, we already said that the startups have a, a certain potential when it comes to agility, but what are the lessons that startups can learn from we already 
develop big uh, Web2 companies. I, okay. So if, if you look at uh, a long time ago, um, I was at the forefront of introducing SaaS to market. And in the first couple of years, nobody wanted to hear about software as a service for many reasons, such as uh, security, availability. Um, it literally took years before uh, end users, companies started to embrace the idea of SaaS. And that actually is what you see right now as well with blockchain uh, and Web3 for that matter. It is a new era. It does take some time. But if you look at the large companies, and I like to point out, for instance, banks or financial institutions, they are pretty slow in bringing powerful Web3 or blockchain solutions to market. And if at all, it's about uh, KYC. Um, you see several banks moving into covering the supply chain. Uh, so what I'm trying to say, they take it step by step. And if you look at uh, these wonderful startups out there, they literally try to cover the whole world with one solution, which is powerful, which is cool. But not always a success. So there must be some bridge in between what's happening in the large companies versus what's happening in the startup scene. And if you can bridge that, then I think that the adoption of uh, Web3 and blockchain will go even faster. And faster is what we want. Faster is what we wish for. Yeah. So, so what can we learn for large companies? Maybe uh think 10 times who are you serving as a client um know your customer from a perspective that it's not just cool to say i'm a web3 company but really bring something to market which is needed in the market yeah and i think that's sometimes uh something which is missing there's a lot of useless applications out there yeah, so in the end, it's all about providing the value to the clients. There is the idea of selling blockchain as a service. Uh, is that maybe the way forward for the Web3, you know, uh, to have a similar model that software as a service companies had in their B2B, soft, B2B software? I've, I think uh, I've, I've seen many companies uh, who provide that service, and I think that uh it has a great potential um this also goes back to a other uh, conversation which uh, chain are you going to build your application yes uh, so there's two things here i think at the end of the day uh there has to be some kind of uh, synchronicity in, in between everything and you already see that happening there's a lot of providers uh, who offer a bridge uh, between one blockchain to the other blockchain. And for that reason, uh, I think that no client, for that matter, who wishes to build a blockchain application uh, should be bothered with that. Um, so, so, yes, I do see a lot of potential for these uh, blockchain-as-a-service companies. Um, it, it, it will contribute to rapid adoption. It will definitely uh, bring many uh, 
marketplaces much faster to market than when building it yourself. Yeah. So uh, I agree. I, I see that as something great and anything uh, which speeds up adoption, I would say should be embraced. Yeah. Yeah. Because having a blockchain as a service might be more convenient to the, you know, classical business companies because the implementation is much easier. Much easier. I mean, this is exactly what it is. Uh, if if you uh, let's talk about the basics, it, it's not that easy to find um, blockchain developers, right? That's already step number one. Um, secondly, yes, you can always go to a outsourcing company, um, try to have them build something for them. Uh, very often, uh, something very important is being forgotten. Have you? tested the waters for what it is you are going to build. Um, then again, if you are talking about these outsourcing companies who sell blockchain as a service, it literally allows uh, the client to focus on the application instead of the technology. So I'm always a big fan of that. Yeah, I mean, why, why would you try to uh, build a new rocket as you nowadays can go to SpaceX and make use of a rocket which already proved to be successful going from Earth to wherever. Yeah. So so I'm a big fan of that, definitely. And there's also the thing that a lot of these businesses don't necessarily want to waste their resources on creating, you know, blockchain solutions. They just want to implement uh, some of the advantages of blockchain in a part of their business process. Exactly. And this is exactly what I just said, focus on the application and not on the technology. Because in the end of the day, there's no uh, customer out there who cares what kind of technology you are implementing in your organization. Yeah. So it's more like, do I want to be on top? Do I want to be on par with what's happening in the world? Yes. Okay, fine then let's start thinking about blockchain. And if you start thinking about blockchain, it is very often much closer to what organizations already know. Um, what is often not highlighted in blockchain is the automation part. I mean, smart contracts are all about automation. And if you look at your average organization today, who is just on web two, yeah, the whole organization is about automation. Yeah, whether it comes from uh, digesting uh, resumes of potential candidates or whether it is about payment processes, any process nowadays within Web2 organizations are automated. And once people start to understand that they already are doing it, I believe Web3 is way closer than they ever think. Yes. Uh, and I, I do a lot of workshops. I, I talk to a lot of people and I always highlight um, the between quote robotic process automation versus blockchain and then saying, you know what? Smart contracts are just great words. Yeah. But the smart contract is nothing else than an overview of parameters yeah, and trigger points. And that is what you have been doing for ages. Yeah. So don't be scared of blockchain and the smart contracts for that matter. 
like you said, blockchain has a great potential for disruption of uh, different industries uh, through the digital transformation that the automatization provided by the smart contracts can provide. I think that uh, the most and foremost argument here is transparency. Um, also, talking about speeds, I think these are arguments uh, which are very powerful. And uh, nowadays, you do see that in a world where there's a lot of uh, mystical things going on, people want to know what's going on. Yes. And you can ask yourself uh, when touching the point of speed, um, if, you, if you, for instance, uh, sell a house, why does it have to go through so many different layers? Yeah, you have to go to a notary. Uh, you have to first set up an escrow. Uh, all these little steps can be avoided by using the blockchain. And the good news is that, as I said, it won't be destroyed. It is on the chain. So any agreement you made yeah, is there to stay. And I think that it is a cost-saving uh, argument for the end user. Uh, the speed definitely is a argument for the user, but also for the organization. And of course, nobody wants to hear that when you start automating processes that that might go uh, towards no longer needing 10 people, uh, but only six. Yeah, but then again, skills, can be required all over the organization. So I, I, I always recommend to larger organizations, uh, don't be scared. Yeah, Learn this, and it can be a very valuable experience. Yeah, And it saves you a lot of money. And not to forget reputation. 